Good evening. It is time. And I left everything home, so you get me like this today. Which is okay, right? Yeah. It is good I have a shirt on, yes. Thanks, Carrie. I don't think I would be out here, but, you know, but thanks for the reminder. So today, this is our third Advent uh, midweek service. Our theme today is Psalm 31, verse 3, that says, For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and you guide me. And uh, so how many of you took your questions home last week and worked through the questions? All right, good. Awesome. awesome. Any, anything jump out at you? that you want to share? It's okay to share. We're your brothers and sisters, so it's okay. Nobody wants to share. Okay. All right, well, you're going to get three more questions. Who's going to share? Okay. It's, it's kind of like purge, right? Purge everything? Okay. When you get done there, you can come to my house and purge everything at our house, too. Oh. <laughs> there are three, three questions, so you'll get three more today. And a new, uh, did you all make, uh, was it the uh, eagle, right, right? Made the flying eagle with your hands and stuff, yeah? We gave it to our kids down to uh, Kids Connect, and our kids down to school, too. So it's spread way, way, way out, so. All right, well, let's, uh, so last week, I was up there, week before I was behind the author, today I'm going to be here, and next week, balcony maybe, out the door, I don't know, we'll figure out where I'll be next week. And that. Next week's a big week, right, because Sunday is the final Sunday of Advent, and then Wednesday is our last Advent midweek service, and then Saturday um, at 7 o'clock is our Christmas Eve uh, candlelight worship service, and then Sunday is our, at 10 a.m., is Christmas Day. That's all in the next nine or so days. That is pretty cool. And then the following Sunday is the 1st of January, brand new year. And it is also the the Feast of the Circumcision of Christ. So your sermon might be tied to that. We'll see on that. But let's let's go ahead and open up, and we're going to sing step by step.
Please rise. Our God is indeed our God. In the name of the Father. And and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. As we light our Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Father in heaven, Father has indeed kept his promise and forgiven you your sins. He has given us light and guides our feet in the way of peace. Let us pray together. Repeat after me. Father in heaven, Father in heaven we, were lost. we were lost. You found us and redeemed us. Guide us. And keep us in Jesus. Jesus. Amen. And repeat after me. You, child, shall be called. The prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord. To prepare his ways. We sing joyful, joyful, we adore thee.
The reading is from Isaiah 35. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty grounds springs of water. In the haunt of jackals where they lie down. The grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians 2. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death. Sorry. To one a fragrance from death to death. To the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated as we sing hymn 526, You Are the Way Through You Alone.
beautiful voices. Thank you all for singing so nicely. So again, our text today is just one verse from Psalm 31, verse 3. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your namesake, you lead me and guide me. That's our text. So a lot of people, and I'm going to assume most everybody sitting here uses Google Maps or another form of a GPS app or something to find their ways. The trouble with that is that sometimes it doesn't take you to the right place. For example, Jane and I experienced that um, coming back from Canada and crossing the border into New York. We were supposed to cross a specific bridge because they had all the custom people at this, that bridge. And we, since we were bringing the trailer back, we had to go through customs. And uh, we put it in, and away we went. And some point on that drive to the bridge, the GPS, maybe because there was a storm coming, decided we were going to go someplace else. We missed that it made a change. But we followed it. And we ended up at a bridge, um, crossing over into New York that we were not supposed to be at because there's no customs at that, nor do they allow commercial vehicles and bringing a trailer in, believe it or not. I'm not really sure why. I didn't quite understand it, but they classify it, it as a commercial vehicle because it's not registered in the United States. Something like that. Um, so, uh, but the good news is everything worked out, well, worked out well, despite our GPS taking to the wrong place. There happened to be at that bridge, not working, but he was there doing something, was a custom agent. And he agreed to do all the work to let us go through so we wouldn't have to go back and find our way to the other bridge, which was like 40 miles in the opposite direction. So, he is so amazing, Yes. We, we, we saw his work often on that trip. So um, we rely on a lot of things in this world, don't we, to guide us, whether it be a GPS um, or something else. And, and the unfortunate side of it is most of those things that we rely on are unreliable. We depend on things like search engines to tell us information about something. But a lot of times, if you're looking on the Internet and looking for searching something, it takes you someplace else or it gives you half-truths. Um, it, it seems as though the, the farther, uh, or the farther that you and I go down, um, for lack of a better term, the, the rabbit hole of the wonderful thing we call the Internet, the more cynical um, and maybe even distrustful that we tend, or I'll speak for me at least, we tend to become, or I tend to become, um, less trusting of it. And I think that's actually probably a good thing. Um, it's sad, it's, it's a sad state of affairs that we often, or at least I often, feel like we have no foundation of truth in this world that you and I live on, and thus we have nothing we can rely on, except for maybe we think ourselves. Um, but the good news is, is that while we can't trust in too many things in this world, there is one thing that you and I can trust in. You know the answer to that one? Okay. We can trust into our Lord Jesus Christ, our creator, God, our redeemer, God. We can trust in, in the Lord of all, right? And we can trust that he will not steer us wrong. We may think we're going in the wrong direction, but I can guarantee you it's probably not Jesus taking you there. It's probably that thing we call sin. 
Uh, we might want to blame the devil for that, but we might as well just simply blame ourselves because we are the ones who tend to make the choice to follow this direction or that direction. And the longer we live on earth, and most of us in this room today, and most of you online watching us, have lived on this earth for quite some time. And um, I think we come to the realization that not only the internet lets us down, but maybe what hurts even more is that people let us down. So how many of you loved your mom? We should all say that. Put your hands up, everybody, right? We loved our moms, right? But you know what? My mom was not perfect. It's the truth. I still love her. You all love your dads? Most of us love our dads? Loved my dad. But again, he wasn't perfect. Um, How about, okay, everybody answer this one, yes. Those of you who are married, you love your spouse, Right? Yes, okay, good, right? But sometimes my wife is not perfect. I know. She, she wasn't feeling well, so she's home today. I can say that, right? But guess what? This guy's not even close to being perfect either. I am flawed. And, um, and most of you, I'm sorry, are flawed too, right? Um, most of us, because of our sinful hearts, we, we, we are flawed, or our sinful mind. Um, but this is not so with God, and it is not so with his word. It's why the Bible is so important to us, because his word does not ever change. God's word is infallible. It is inerrant, which means there are no mistakes in Scripture, no matter what our world wants to tell you, or, for that matter, what other denominations might want to tell us at times. But God's word is God's word, spoken by him, given to men to write in their style, but, but it's God's word, inerrant. Okay? We might interpret it wrong, but his word is perfect. Um, and because of that, then, God doesn't disappoint us. Jesus never disappoints us. He never has, he never will. We may pray, come Lord Jesus, and we keep waiting. But that doesn't mean that he disappoints us, right? Because it's his will that will be done. I always want it to be my will when I pray. And then I usually get slapped on the hand, sometimes a little bit harder on the head, right? Because it's God's will. When we pray, it's, what's the prayer? God's will be done, right? But we're all human. I'm human. And I tend to say, well, you know, I like this. Can I get this, please? You know? Sometimes, surprising, God says yes. At other times, it's no. You know? And I realize that, okay, I'm not praying for God's will, but my will to be done. The season of Advent that we're in, it is, is a season for us to turn back to God. It's, some, it's, it's sometimes, believe it or not, people call Advent a little Lent because throughout the theme of Advent, there is usually the theme of repentance, even, even though in Lent it's, it's big and we see it all the time. But in the season of Advent, it's also a reminder of us to, to start fresh. This is a fresh church year. This is the third week of the new church year. So it's all fresh. 
But it should be the same thing for us. We should have an Advent moment, if you will, and we realize that, you know what? This is a great time for me to start fresh. And, and I look at my life and say, okay, yeah, that probably should need to be stopped. That should probably need to be stopped. That should probably be need to stop. And then the question is, do I listen to that or do I not? And, and that's my problem. That's not your problem. Except for you have the same issue, is that it is a season for you also to start over if that's what needs to be done. Um, it is a season for you to even, if you will, using this metaphor, it says drop to your knees and ask God for forgiveness for the little things and even the, even the, the bigger things. Um, I, I like a lot the season of Advent. I like it because it's just, it is a new year. I like it because of what it's, it's a season of bright lights. Right? It, it's, uh, it's all about us starting over. And, and for me, I realize at my age, I need to start over a lot for a lot of different reasons. But it, it's, um, it, it's a season that gives me, and hopefully you all, um, a sense of comfort. Uh, and, and a sense of peace to know that, that, that I, because of God and what he's given me, have a firm foundation on which to build my life. I know that my spiritual house is not built on shifting sand, but it's built on a solid rock of God's word. Even though the world crumbles all around me, I still can hang on to God's word for peace, for comfort, and for strength. Even when sometimes I want to push it away. Because I think I know best. And then I am quickly given the remembrance of who I am. I am reminded by God of what he has done for me. Before I was even born, Jesus went to the cross. For all of you. For all of you who are watching online. And personally, for me. And then you fast forward it to 2022. I'm 66. About to be 67 in another week or so. Or a few days. Something like that. One of those things. Um, I don't count anymore. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I realized a little bit later in my life, maybe than what I should, is that there is no greater comfort than the sure and certain comfort that you and I have through faith in the sure and certain Christ, our Lord. And even though you and I may may be led astray by our GPSs and search engines and the internet may give us the wrong or misleading information, do not fear Do not be dismayed and do not be discouraged. Trust in the Lord to guide you in all the things, every moment of every day of your life. And when you make a mistake, and you will make a mistake, because that's who we are. We're sinful people who make mistakes. Realize that the Lord will guide you in all things. Trust in him. 
even when you make the mistakes. Follow the path of righteousness, the path of forgiveness, the path of faith that he lays down for you. Because remember, God still loves you even when you make mistakes. If you will, I, I, like, to, I like images. And uh, so I like to always, when I realize I, I blew it and I ask God to forgive me, I, I, I love the text where he says, Abba, Father, which means Daddy. That's the best way that we can translate it, is Daddy. That's not a literal translation, but that's what that word really means. And, and for me, that means that, that our Father reaches down and he hugs me when I make a mistake, and I seek, come back and seek for forgiveness. And it's not just a little hug. He gives me a big hug. And, and, and he keeps on leading me, and he keeps on guiding me. And, and in him and him alone, uh, there's, there's peace, peace. And it's the same thing for, for all of you. If you like to imagine things, imagine when you confess your sins to God, like you did earlier today, like we do every time we come into worship, that God is reaching down and hugging you at that moment and saying, I forgive you, my child. I still love you. And, and let that idea, that concept, um, be, be, if you will, a message of encouragement every day of your life. Know that God's word is in front of you. It is literally at your fingertips 24 hours a day, um, or at least every minute, if you want the hours. You can look up a verse in a second. How many of you have cell phones today with you? How many have it on? Um, sorry. How many have your Bible on your cell phone? Good. I think you should all have your Bible on your cell phone. Because you always take your cell phone with you, but you don't always take your Bible. Right? All right. That's not a criticism. Oh, maybe a little one. little one. But so put the Bible up on your Bible. On, on your Bible. <laughs> on your cell phone. Because this way you'll always have God's word with you. And the nicest thing is most of those Bible verses, Bible apps now, you can hit the button and it'll read it to you while you're in your car. What better way to drive than have God speak to you in your car? You know, and, and uh, this will never, don't, don't turn the volume on when you're in church. Because <laughs> we're sharing God's word. But use it for, for like when, when, when I preach or you're in another, uh, you visit any another church and you hear the sermon, you can pop open your, your um, phone, your Bible up on your phone. You can follow along, right? You know, we used to be the Bible church. Did you all know the Lutheran? It was not the Baptist church. The Lutheran church was the Bible church. We carried our Bible to church. How many of you remember those days? How many of you still have the Bible from that day? Yeah, well, that's kind of sad. I do. You can't read it anymore because it's wrinkled and crumpling. But uh, it's, uh, uh, it's not part of the sermon, but I'll tell you a story. So at my first congregation, Little Farm Community in South Texas, um, the only churches in that little in the, the community we had, so we had a we had the Lutheran Church, LCMS. We had an ELCA church. We had a Baptist church. We had a Catholic church. We had a, another church. Oh, what was the other church? I don't remember. And then we had a Mormon church. Um, but the Baptist preacher and I became friends, friends in there and stuff. And uh, he, uh, but he liked to fight. Not with me, thank God. They might have won the fight. But, 
but he, he, the uh, Church of Christ was right across the street from him. And they would have big, these arguments. They would use their signs to talk to each other. You know, the signs you have outside your church? <laughs> and I said, oh, good. I got to correct a Baptist pastor for once. And, and, I, and I sat him down one day and said, you know, you know I can't help him because he won't listen to me. But you know better. You've got God's word. I've heard you preach. He was a really good preacher. You preach God's word. Don't corrupt God's word by what you're doing on the side. Um, And I said, trust me, God's forgiven you already. And like I said, he's hugging you right now. Don't disappoint him. And that's um, for us too, because we we all sin. We all know that, um, is... When you do that, don't try to make the excuses. Well, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't this or whatever. Just turn to God. Get the wonderful gift of forgiveness. And, and, and with that, then you can take that. And with his, being a forgiven sinner, a forgiven child of God, is you can share with uh, the world the truth of who God is and what he is and why other people need to know him too. Live the love of God and live it out loud. So people will come up to you one day and say, why are you who you are? That is the best question anybody can ask you. Why are you who you are? Why do you do the things you do? Why do you act the way you act? Because you only have one answer. Because God loves me. He wants me to love you. Amen. And we'll stop there. Before I get on the other sidebar. So, so, back as you leave today, you're going to have, there's one of these that'll give you instruction. You're building, you're going to build little lamps this week. You'll pick up one black sheet of paper, one gray sheet of paper, one of these little packets. You'll know it's a packet because a little clip on it and a little couple. This will be your flames. So, and I hung mine up. So, I will show you what you're making. You actually have two choices. See, I bet you nobody even noticed the new, new ornament on the tree. Um, I forgot to get string, so you're going to have to get your own string of wire. But you can make it. So I, so I chose not to make it three, totally three-dimensional, which you can easily make it a full box. So it's my little lantern. And what it says on it, you have a little gray thing that you'll, you'll, you'll put on, is the little cap says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 119, 105. So as you make this, you have three questions this week, and they are in your bulletin, I believe. And question number one is for you to ask if your parents are still around or have grandparents around. If not, ask each other. What did it feel like when your children were born? Right? Um, all of you who have children know how, what it felt like. But if your parents are still alive, you might ask your parents. Um, it might have been something different. I think uh, my mom would say it was scary because my sister and I were almost born in a taxi cab. But they got there at a nick of time, apparently. Your second question, how would you communicate the good news of Jesus if you couldn't talk? Great question. Because I believe we communicate more, not by what we say, but by what we do. So it should be an easy one for us to answer. And the third question is, what do you think heaven will be like? 
Great. So take some time with that. And if you don't have anybody at your house to go over the question, just call, call somebody who's here or call a member who's not here and uh, have a dialogue. Um, let's rise for prayer. Let's pray together and please repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving me everything I need and make me able to give back to you. Amen. Let's sing. You can sit down because this is a long hymn. Hymn number 332, Savior of the Nation, come. Please rise for the final verse.
Let us pray. Dear Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, continue to guide our footsteps on the path you have marked out for us according to your will. Help us as we make good decisions, always trusting in your wise counsel. Keep our eyes, we pray, ever fixed on the final destination of a place in paradise with you, one for us through your life, death, and resurrection. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel.
Amen. Please be seated. So the song we just sang was written in Latin. That's how originally. Anybody know when? 12th century. So it's a really old song, and it's, it's, it is probably the major hymn written for the Advent season. And this coming Sunday, it's actually the uh, hymn of the day um, for Advent as you, as you close out Advent. But that wasn't the oldest hymn you sang today. So Savior of the Nation, which we sang, is uh, most Lutherans give the credit to Martin Luther, who actually wrote some of the stanzas of it. But that original hymn was written by Ambrose in somewhere between 340 and 390 A.D. That's way back there, right? Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's a long hymn, but it's a, if you just read the words of that hymn, it's an ama- tells an amazing story for us, for, for our life here. So, any announcements today? So how are we doing with uh, our family? Not, okay, so that's for faith works. So we have a, a, fa- a family that, that will eventually will go into the program, and we have an apartment that we, we do for them. So we want to pray that that, that family is, is found soon. Our last family just graduated and moved out, and they get to take all the furniture with them as they start their life anew, which is really an awesome program for that. Um, Anybody have announcements? Okay, I'll give you a rundown of, again of the week. So this is really, really important. Sunday, the final Sunday of Advent. Right? Join us at 9 o'clock. Uh, and then at 12-ish, I think, be, after Bible study, is those of you who wish to go Christmas caroling, uh, we're going to go Christmas caroling to some of the shut-ins at the church. That's Sunday. And then Wednesday, our final Advent midweek worship service, 5, 5.30 for the soup supper. And thank you all who have been preparing lots and lots of food uh, there. And uh, then Saturday, Christmas Eve, and that service is at 7 o'clock, candlelight Christmas service. We have some special music also, so come as we, uh, we really prepare for the Christ child. And uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday, now it's a Sunday, right? So you all go to church on Sunday, you know? December 25th, 10th, it's, it's, it's right in there with the low Sunday of the church year, right? Which it should not be since it is Christmas Day. It is the, so if, if you're up at 10 o'clock, please come. We put it an hour later. So come join us at 10 o'clock on Sunday uh, the 1st, no, excuse me, the 25th, which is a week from Sunday. That'll be Christmas Day. Um, communion on Christmas Day, no communion Christmas Eve uh, for that. So. And bring friends. Christmas Eve, bring friends Christmas Day, bring family members, go out on the streets. Let's fill this place up as we share God's word in so many ways. Um, that. Um, I guess there are no other announcements. Am I forgetting anything, Jason? No? Okay, so he's, he's my memory. Jane's my memory at home. Jason's the memory here. So I guess not. Let's go in peace. Let's serve the word, world. Share God with, and his love with everybody.